August 1, 2018, it's a lot for Pedro Show.
People, happy Wednesday. Brother Matt just getting back from his big excursion overseas, so I'm still not exactly man alone because through the wonders of those engineers from Estonia via Skype, <laughs> we got Chris Butler aboard. You're in Cleveland, right, Chris? Akron. Akron, Akron. Ohio. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. A little bit south, people. A little bit south, right. Right. Welcome aboard to the show, Chris. Thank you very much, Mike. Glad okay. to be here. Yeah, and uh, I want to congratulate you and, uh, you know, the late, great Mr. Ralph Carney. This album you guys got is very happening. We oh, played, great. Thank uh, you very much. I played uh, So What from uh, Last Tour of Miles and Train did together in Europe. And then Tapioca Day. Ralph Carney. Right, Tapioca Day, right. Yeah, what we did was um, take a bunch of obscure holidays and pass tapes back and forth between us over the last couple of years and uh, uh, wound up with 16 tracks of um, silliness, to, you know, deliberate silliness, but also rich musical content. Um, uh, just trying to have some fun because there's so much silliness needed in the world right now. And uh, Ralph started this with... Uh, Sending me an email says, "How come there are no more silly bands?" And uh, which got me thinking because, like you know, the Who were silly, and the Rolling Stones even could be silly, and the Beatles were certainly silly. Did you guys out there get Doctor Demento on Sundays? Oh, of course, of course, religion, religiously. Yeah, when I was a teenager. Let's go back with you, Chris. What, what's your earliest musical recollection? Oh, well, my earliest uh, recollection would be lying in bed as a teenager listening to WBZ out of Boston. Now I'm in Cleveland, but as an AM, powerful 100,000-watt AM station, it could bounce off the ionosphere and I could pick up Boston. And uh, a wonderful DJ um, played, uh, uh, for some reason, uh, Boston station would get uh, British Invasion music um, before uh, Cleveland stations and um, uh, this particular DJ played Mona I Need You off of Rolling Stones Now and this is like at 3 o'clock in the morning and then there's Dead Air and then he plays it again and then there's more Dead Air and then he plays it a third time a little bit of Dead Air and it just goes phew and cuts to commercial. So that's stuck with, that's my first earliest real rock and roll experience. Okay, where you grew up in the house, was your parents, brothers, sisters, uh, listeners, or music makers, or both? A uh, little, little bit of both. I grew up with a piano teaching mom. and um, So there's I've, a piano in the living room? Piano, two pianos. She was a the double teacher. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, you know, we a lot of show tunes, big band music, um, real suburban record collection, uh, 101 strings, you know, the, the 99 cent specials. But uh, Cleveland had great radio. Can you, so. can you remember the first record you bought for yourself? 
Absolutely. Uh, the Bristol Stomp of the Dobells from John Wade uh, Records at Shaker Square. Uh, my first 45, I think it was like, you know, 59 cents Shaker or something. Shaker Heights? Yes, Shaker Heights. Yeah, I got a buddy named uh, Demos at Cock uh, when I play Cleveland Heights. That's where I go. Right. Kathy. Okay, right. do you remember the first gig you went to? Well, first uh, uh, first concert I ever went to was James Brown. Uh, we uh, flick school took out of school and told our parents we were going to a, foot, a high school football game and went to the uh, Cleveland Arena, which was a hockey uh, hockey arena. And um, well, needless to say, we're, there weren't a lot of people of the Caucasian persuasion there, and. Uh, we had an incredible time, uh, so that that had to be when I was like fourteen or something like that. Uh, did your mom have you take piano lessons? Did she teach you? Man, I tried. You know, um, uh, I tried. I, I can go. I can play bass. I can play drums. I can play guitar, but I can't seem to get you know anything beyond a one finger keyboard going. I can't do left and right hands. Okay. So, what about in school? Were you in the school band? Did you do the marching band? Um, no marching band, but I was in a great high school band called the Disciples, and there were two bands at our high school. There were the kind of rich kids who, whose parents signed for their the PA system, and uh, they did all British Invasion, and uh, we were the poor kids band. We had homemade uh, amplifiers, uh, speakers, and um, uh, we played all the car clubs, all the music for all the greasers and the hoods, and um, a lot of funerals for the bikers. Uh, we had a Blackley singer, which was, we were an integrated band, which was kind of unheard of. We had a, a certified... We're talking about the 60s, right, Chris? Yeah, I'm talking about the 60s, right. And so did we did a lot practice, of... Um, did you practice at the school or in the garage, bedroom? Oh, in the garage and in my parents' uh, utility room. Um, so this wasn't really a school band. This was just something you guys did on the side. Oh, yeah, this is a rock and roll band. I tried playing drums in the... Um, in the marching band, but uh, uh, I, I didn't like it. I didn't want to be a military-style drummer. I wanted to be a rock and roll drummer. I was playing drums at the time. So uh, Was that the first instrument you learned, Chris? Well, that, you know, folk guitar. Because um, there was uh, an acoustic guitar laying around the house? Yeah, yeah. Um, this was the... Uh, um, the kind of folk song era, folk revival, and I did a lot of Michael Rove, The Boat Ashore, and you know the 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 big the big uh, change in my life was when I could do a bar chord, so I could get beyond the uh, cowboy chords and and play some rock and roll. Okay, well, what got you on the drums? Did you, you had a drum kit laying around? Oh well, um, I got I got started on the drums because I saw the Who on Shindig and. That screwed me up for the rest of my life, frankly. Um, well, how'd you get your uh, first drum set? I'm curious. Yeah, the drum set. Oh, I wish I had it. It was a Slingerland uh, drum set um, in a really rare cover called color called uh, Capri, uh, Carnival Capri, or something like that. How did you get I, it? I, I have one drum left of it. How did you get it, Chris? Um, I bugged the hell out of my parents until they uh, uh, caved in. And we went down to Soja's Music in Cleveland, and it still had, Mike, it still had calfskin heads on it. That's oh, how old wow. this drum set was. Now, where did you practice? In your room? In the garage? Yeah. 
Yeah, my room. I drove my parents crazy. I, I, I apologize. I apologize. Did you ever do the pot and pan thing before you got that kid? Oh yeah, at my grandmother's house. Sure, she'd be. Uh, she's Hungarian, so she'd be cooking the pot production. I'd be banging on. Uh, I'd be banging on the on the uh, pots and pans in the corner. Drove That's her great, crazy. Because I want to play buff, bu- buffet day. and thirds and fourths and lots of chicken and rice and sweet potatoes in the corner and I'm putting on the side it's National Buffet Day once again all you can eat my friend dishes are laid out on a table or a series of tables and diners serve themselves. Many of these are now known as all-you-can-eat buffets. <laughs> In Sweden, they are known as smorgasbars. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fill up your plate and shovel it down and go get some more at the all-you-can-eat. Cause it's National Buffet Day. Oh, National Buffet Day is a wonderful kind of day.
Chester, Worcester, Chester, Worcester, Chester, Worcester, Chester, Chester, for Pedro's show. Yeah, that was Buffet Day from Ralph Carty and Chris Butler. Then we heard Brand New Healers, Just Add Water. A little west of Chicago there. Talking yep. about Illinois. Yep. And then the Space Pony from uh, Ravenna, Italy was Sleepy. Stretch Woven, New Prod from Nils Klein and Scott Amadola. Clingy Fluff Pants. Carla, Carla Bozilich after that with Number X, Joe Brewer out of Madison, Wisconsin, with Queen of the Track, and finally Cheese Ball Day, Ralph Carney and Chris Butler. So, Disciples is the first band that you're like playing in front of people. Do you remember the first gig you did with the Disciples? Well, the, we, I, I, I was one of those fortunate kids because we were playing every Friday and Saturday night. And um, I, the first weekend I remember was a first Friday was a, like a sock hop, you know, uh, kind of a pep rally sock hop before some high school basketball game. And, you know, we did our greaser uh, hot rod music. And um, uh, then um, that was, that was, that was incredibly fun. I used to play barefoot. So, so that was good. was kind of like set me apart from the from the other drummers in our high school, you know, in our high school. But the the real baptism of fire was uh, we got to play a um, next night. We got to play a fraternity party at uh, at the time it was Case Western Reserve University, and um, you know you're a thirteen fourteen year old kid and. Um, you know, it's kind of like your first introduction to sin because um, uh, fraternity boys, uh, you know, they had 
uh, kegs of beer and uh, uh, naughty Catholic girls, and um, it was uh, it was quite an uh, experience for a young suburban uh, brat like me. So um, that was a that was a remarkable weekend, um, and I also made like a hundred bucks. You know, um, <clears throat> my parents were constantly comparing me to. Uh, Joe Blow, who had like a paper route, would get up at five o'clock in the morning and make us thirty-five bucks a uh, a week because it built character. Well, we were making a hundred bucks a, a, a weekend uh, playing in a rock and roll music. Of course, I didn't know at the time that that was probably the most money I would make uh, <laughs> being long, at a band. Being how long a band, did this band but, last, Chris? Say what? How long did the disciples last for you? Oh, they kept going. Uh, they kept going all through high school. No, and, but your part. All through high school, huh? So, so what, oh, yeah. five, six years? Mm-hmm. And then what yep. happened? Well, then I went to, I went to college. Um, I went to Kent State University, and uh, I, I couldn't uh, bring my drums down. So um, I was living in a house with uh, uh, the bass player for the James Gang, original bass player named Tom Chris. And... Uh, this was an unusual house called Rock City. All, all the houses, the, the off-campus housing in Kent had uh, nicknames, and ours was Rock City, this old Victorian. I made a film about it. I could, uh, I could hook you up with a, with a URL. Um, Rock City was uh, uh, this big old Victorian where we had like 17 people living there, but uh, uh, Tom couldn't make his rent, so he sold me a, a, a Gibson Thunderbird bass. For 65 bucks and um boy i wish i had it now um i so I, I started to play bass and then i got a um uh a les paul jr 59 les paul jr single cutaway with one p90 boy i wish i had that now too um you were playing in some bands college bands yeah we were playing college bands uh, kent was a real big blues um uh, town. Um, there was a club there called the Cove, which was a, a stop uh, on the blues trail, the Chitlin circuit kind of. So we got to see uh, Hound Dog Taylor every other weekend, Charlie Musselwhite. Uh, there, was a, there was and still is a fabulous blues based band called 156075, aka the Numbers Band. Uh, which was very blues based, um, uh, blues and jazz based band, kind of indescribable music. Um, but Kent was a heavy blues town, so I played it on a uh, rhythm guitar and a blues band with uh, one of, of the um, uh, now current members of um, 156075. And uh, didn't they have uh, one of the like brother Chrissy Hine? That's right, that's right. The sax player is Terry Hine. Okay. That's right. He's still in the band. They're going working on their. Now, when you were at Kent, was the Devo guys there? Was the Mark and? The... Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We were. We lived next door. Um, I got okay. to be around. And you must know about this gig that Captain Beefheart did, right? And everybody who later went to make bands was that, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Beefheart was huge. Trial replica is completely, you know, up there. Um, in the Pantheon as uh, uh, a real instrumental, uh, inspirational piece of work. In fact, it's Jerry Casale who turned me on, Jerry Devo. Sure, who turned basically. Me on, yeah, who turned me on to Captain Beefheart. Okay. So, uh, the Tinjui guys? Yep. Okay. 
Wonderful uh, band. So, so were you were you playing with some of these guys? Well, um, I I I, uh, I joined Tin Huey. I was in the Numbers Band for like seventy five to seventy eight, seventy nine, and um, <laughs> I got fired because uh, uh, I cut rehearsal to go get my picture taken for a fictional band called fictional band called uh, the waitresses um uh stiff records had come to town to try and court devo and uh they was decided to look around and see what else there was and um they found all these bands and and, and uh, who made uh, their own records and they decided to put out a akron compilation and um I, uh, I had to get my picture taken, and I had to cut rehearsal, so I got I got canned. But I, I kept playing um, uh, with uh, I joined Tin Huey, and they needed another writer, like kind of like a hole in the head, because everybody in the band wrote. Um, that was the most creative band I was ever in. The Tin Huey people, everybody wrote. Everybody was an uh, incredibly unique individual, and that's where I met Ralph Carney. Sure. Uh, my partner on this on this project, um, Ralph was uh, I think 22 years old and was already a genius on the saxophone, but could play uh, just about anything else that was lying around. And um, he gave uh, uh, Tin Huey a real jazz spin, and we were uh, um, complete raging fans of everything from Beefheart to. Um, uh, Bonzo Dog Duda Band to all the um, um, uh, crowd rock and prog rock stuff from uh, you know Robert Wyatt is huge. Uh, what about Hampton Grease Band? Yeah, Hampton Grease Band. You bet. All that stuff. Can I talk I'm to on... young people these days? They don't know about that stuff. No, no. It was unbelievable. Rich time for uh, dare I say it, prog rock. Or sure. And for the thing, for Tim Huey guys, you uh, this is the first time you start touring. Um, we we was there was a there was a constant uh, shuffle between the um, northeastern Ohio bands and New York City, so we would go to New York City a lot with um, um, you know Perubu would play, Devo would play, um, uh, the Dead Boys, uh, Tin Huey would go back and forth. Uh, we would you know, we would probably wave to each other passing on Route 80 in the middle of Pennsylvania. Uh, but uh, we spent a lot of time in New York. We tried to go other places. We didn't. Uh, uh, we didn't. <laughs> we weren't popular anywhere else. You uh, never came out west. <clears throat> no, I never came out west. Okay. Well, we did to record our record, but we didn't play. Uh, where, where was that? Um, seventy nine. Where? Seventy nine, nineteen seventy nine. We recorded at Warner Brothers. Um, Hollywood. Yeah, in Hollywood, right. What was that like? Was that your first time to California? First, um, yeah, first time in California. We met Captain Beefheart. We invited him to come and play harmonica. Wow. Uh, 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 yeah, Captain Beefheart came to our session, which was wonderful. Uh, but Ralph had already laid down a harmonica track, and uh, Captain said, "Well, that was that's that's just sounds fine to me." You know. <laughs> what was your impressions of him in real life? Oh, I was I was talking to a deity. Um, uh, you know, I'm instant fanboy of uh, blubbering worship. Um, but I had to talk he, to him on he, the phone. He was taking phone calls. This interview he did in the yep. late '80s, and I asked him about 
And the middle is strictly personal with those that stuff they're wearing because it used to scare me. <laughs> so that was just stuff laying around. Yeah, well, he he was uh he was as he was as one would expect Captain Beefheart to be. Uh, filled with a, a, a verbal uh, dizzying um, uh, commentary and uh, loopy uh, uh, non sequiturs and uh, delight. <laughs> what about the? Did you meet some of the guys from the Magic Band? Um, I never did. No, I think Ralph did. I think Ralph. I think that uh, was a little tougher to be in the Magic Band than to be a fan. Yeah, I, I think I think Ralph uh, knew John French. Was uh, uh, yeah, Drumbo. Uh, there's right. something. I just finished the Mike Barnes book, and they're talking to Ry Cooter, and he said, "Yeah, I was getting a little brown shirt." <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I love his music. A big inspiration for us Minutemen too. Well, yeah. I hear it in your stuff. Yeah, I hear that's it in- right. It was huge, huge for us. In fact, when the movement came, it was like. Captain and uh, Stooges was already doing it, and they just didn't have a name for it yet. Yep, yep. That's how it was yep. for. So, uh, uh, how long was your tenure with the Ten Huey? Ten Huey lasted about three years. Okay. And, uh, um, and we did one one record for Warner Brothers, and then they bought us out of our second. Yeah. Uh, you know, and we took the money and ran. We ran in New York City because that's where we were popular, and. Um, I was uh, wondering what to do with myself. I just wanted to be a songwriter, and this is 79, 80, you know, around right. there. And uh, New York was just wonderful. It was fabulous. Um, there was the loft jazz scene. You know, there was still some CBGB going on. and um, But I, I moved there as much for the jazz stuff as, as for the rock and roll business. But um, it, was a lot, had, it was a lot more econo to live there then, right? That's right. That's right. I, 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 I can live in a... In a, in a closet in uh, uh, the West Village for like $325 a month. And um, um, I, I laughed at my friends who who, who uh, had just signed 10-year leases for um, $500 a month for some, you know, a loft somewhere down, down in Soho. And I just snickered, <laughs> and said, uh, you know, oh, what, what do I need all that space for? You know? <laughs> Look, we're at the end of the first hour, August 1st, 2018. Just show up for Pedro Show. Special guest, Chris Butler. Hold tight for hour two. (laughs) August 1st, 2018. This is the second hour of the Pedro Show. Yeah. 
dreamed of polka heaven. It was polyester blue. The clouds had spots, polka dots of every tint and hue. All was joy and laughter. Music filled your soul. And the polka king's accordion was carved from solid gold. And I dreamed you were my sweetheart. And you said you loved me too. So the polka king married us. And all our dreams came true.
עם המלחמה יולדת אותי מחדש. איבר מינה מדמם, מכוער ורפוי. אני נפלט ממנו, חמוש ורצחני, מחשכת הרחם אל חשכת הקרב. אם המלחמה הקטנה וחריבה קורעת להשתין על האדמה, מחייכת בפה חף שיניים, מבקשת מים. אמא, מלחמה היא געגועי המוות אל עצמו. המדבר גדול וסיני רחוקה, אילו זה היה בעמק הירדן, או אילו זה היה בקווים שלפני מלחמת ששת הימים, היה עד 25 קילומטר לפני נתניה או לטרון, במצב שלא מבין, בוודאי לא היינו נוהגים כך. אנחנו נמשיך לתקוף ואנחנו נמשיך לעקוב ואנחנו נשבור להם את העצמות. אני עוד לא רוצה להתחייב כמה זמן זה ייקח לנו. Fifth is bath safety day which brings up the issue of why isn't there a national shower day you know where my best ideas come from God and the muses speak to me through the showerhead 
answers ride in on rushing hot water. Cautions and caveats via bursting soap bubbles. I'd stay in there for hours and hours if I had my druthers. I'd spend all day in the shower. You can split the world into those who clean up standing up and those who clean up lying down. I prefer the vertical. Soakers are slackers. Wasting water, they're not eco-friendly. Getting all puckered and pruney. Showerers are doers. We're quick. We don't waste time. Not like the rich and pampered who float till they bloat. Baths are for kids with their rubber duckies and squeaky toys. Showers are for adults. A shower is working class. A shower is for guys and girls on the go. We've got shit to do. And remember, save water and shower with your steady. That's good advice. Ever try to fuck in a bathtub? Not only does the water tidal wave out onto the floor, but no American tub is big enough for two people. Someone is always getting the spigot jammed in their back. No fun. How many times have you heard the phrase, Grandma slipped in the bathtub and broke her hip? Showers are safer. You can't drown. I'd spend all day in the shower. I'd spend all day in the shower. I'd spend... What? Wait a minute. It's... It's bath... Main? Bath... Main? Safety day? So... I'd still spend all day in the shower. 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 Saddest thing is when your heroes reveal themselves. I never do that to you. I keep mine in always. The saddest thing is when you realize your heroes are scum. And I know it's confusing sometimes when you don't know who to be gentle and kind to. And you're getting your signals all mixed up. When a yes means a yes, and a no means a no. And the absence of a yes is still a no. But still there's nothing in this world that I hate more than the people you hang out with now. Hang out with now. I 
around. Put on the suit, walk around. Put on the suit and 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 walk around. Put on the suit, walk around. Put on the suit, walk around. Walk around. I know it gets a little hot, but there will be breaks. Water breaks. Banana breaks. Water breaks. Banana breaks. All kinds of breaks. All kinds of breaks. Watch from Pedro Show. We start the second hour off with Polka Day. Ralph Carney and Chris Butler. Chris wants to give us some insights. Well, Polka sure. Day. I'm I'm from Cleveland, and Cleveland's a huge polka town. That's where Frankie Yankovic is from. And right. you know, you 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 your polka is you know so the most uncool of, of, of all musical forms, ha. But uh, it, it's such a huge culture in, in Cleveland. And I, I make a lot of references to uh, uh, famous uh, uh, polka-themed uh, stuff in Cleveland, um, uh, a great Polish bar called Stasha's, um, where I, I was taken once, uh, my first job out of college was this crappy job working at an employment agency and um, all my fellow workers took me down on a weekend and I had a fabulous time. Um, uh, people really know, polka people really know how to party, Mike, I swear. <laughs> it, it, it's very interesting. Um, oh, I and, believe it. Yeah, and there was, a, there was a, a, a TV show called Polka Varieties which was syndicated out of Cleveland and the host was a fellow named Paul Wilcox, and he was a local celebrity. And he would show up at Stasha's, and you know, all the all the people would be a Twitter because um, he was um, uh, uh, such a champion of Cleveland Cleveland style polka music. I'm I, I, I got more of an education in polka than I than I thought. Uh, the Chicago style, a bunch of other other styles, and um, um, anyway, uh, uh, Polka Day seemed like a, a pretty good uh, uh, day to write a song about. So, that's, <laughs> because you yeah. know, uh, it's immigrant music, Eastern Europe. Yep. Yeah, we got yeah. Uh, I, a, a, a I'm, organ I'm, man yeah. for the second man who grew up. His sure. pop got yeah. him into accordion, uh, Croatian, right. Italian wedding parties here. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. Italian and Hungarian, so. Um, I got I got deep ethnic roots. I I'm I'm um uh, I grew up in the uh, Hungarian ghetto of, of Cleveland on Buckeye Road. And I I can make a mean paprikash. <laughs> Some brand new from us. In fact, in fact, in fact, I've served I've served my paprikash to Herbie Hancock and uh, a bunch of other people. So uh, I'm I'm uh, um, I'm the paprikash king. Respect. Then we heard brand new from Nongo out of. Uh Hokkaido, Numa, farther south, Tel Aviv, Mother War gives birth. That's Safety Day, Ralph Carney and Chris Butler. <laughs> what, what, what was that? You one of yours? Or was that Ralph's? It's one of mine. Okay. 
And what you were just saying, this is a good day to write a song about the fucking bath safety. Yeah. Why not? Yep. Lucy Lee with Hang It Out With Now. Institute, that's out of England. Uh, Instituto No from Sicily Finale. And finally, Gorilla Suit Day. Ralph Carney and Chris Butler. Gorilla Suit Day. So you say this project started, it took a couple years. Yep. And uh, you and Ralph just trade, what, trading tapes? Yep. Yep, okay. bouncing files back and forth. Yeah, files. yeah, yeah. Pro, Pro Tools. Pro Tools. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not so lame about the uh, bad new days. You can do stuff like that. I know. It was very hard to do the old days. Like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You had to be in the room with the guy. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, he was in San Francisco. I was in uh, Akron and Hoboken, New Jersey. Okay. And uh, were you ever in the same place when you did these things, or would you would just record on each other's guy's sound? Record on each other. Pass it back and forth. Yeah, okay. no, we were never in the same place. But, you know, it really sounds cohesive, though. Well, um... We're pretty good. <laughs> I mean, really good. I'm going to play uh, uh, Bald and Free Day. <laughs> I mean, what, 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 what's that about? It's about daring to not wear your toupee. Oh, the piece. Okay. <laughs> the piece. The rag top. Yeah. Let's hear the tune about the piece. Coming for you, and you'll feel your time ain't long, but it's hard to feel for you when you got that rug thing on. We get you feeling evil, that you're way past half past dead, but man, you look so silly with that roadkill on your head. A blues man who wears a toupee. Did you think we wouldn't notice? Did you think we'd let it slide? Did you make it out of 99 hamsters that done died? Have you thought about our kerchief? Or letting a do-rag do what it does? Or get that stuff they sell on TV, you know, that can of spray-on fuzz. For 
your troubles and sorry for your woe. But that hairy hat drops your credibility to nine below zero. We hear you poor and lonesome and your life is one raw deal. But take the money from this gig, man, and go buy one that looks real.
If you want it done right, you know what to do. Don't have to stay up all night. Take a day or two. Take your time. If you want it to last, you know what you don't. Don't get it new and half-assed. Get it second-hand. Second-hand. You think you get what you pay for. Price doesn't show value. Release says 
did we do our stay to do tea? Has your horizon been expanded? Got something new to ponder? Beyond your basic Mr. Copper Are you now more aware of penguins? Are you now more aware of penguins? Are you Parting word. 
in the club with the ever-growing numbers and ever-shrinking numbers, both at the same time. And I'm supposed to be accepting that there's something everlasting and a reason for this wasting, this wasting away. And there's supposed to be a meaning, a comfort in the passing, in the stories we are telling, as we cling together waiting for the punchline to this ultimate gruesome joke. Disease deleted, TFDFFF, disease deleted, TFDFFF. It's the complete Enormous Total Goneness this howling notness that I just can't comprehend. Accepting, and there's supposed to be a meaning. There's no meaning. Disease deleted. TFDFFF. Disease deleted. TFDFFF. Disease deleted. TFDFFF. Disease deleted. TFDFFF. Why for Pedro show? Yeah, like Chris was just saying off the air, people. One day a year, leaving it at home. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had Disorder with Behind. Uh, the Doers out of Vancouver with quality products at affordable prices. <laughs> Ralph Cardi and Chris Butler with Penguin Awareness Day. <laughs> I didn't know there was such a... I do we could have kept going on this. You yeah, know, Ralph... <laughs> You know, Ralph passed away in September. Yeah, I you know. know. I know, uh, I know. That's, you know, we, 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 had, we had already started on volume two. We were going to do just months. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So it was kind of unexpected. He wasn't in bad health. No, no, it was a total freak accident, fluke accident. Okay. 
you know, just a shock to everybody. Still, we're still like quivering. But at least you got this out. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. That's trippy about how much, how long your shift is. You just never know. Maybe yeah. uh, the wisdom out of it is you just can't take anything for granted. That's right. And you got to keep working. Keep pushing. You know, like, yeah. like you do. You, you do. You're everywhere. Well, yeah. I lost Buddy really early. And I know. When those things happen, it, they, uh, you're kind of stupid if you ignore them. So, yeah. Uh, we had Cuckoo I Too Sing, Spitting Blood from SS Space Systems, upstate New York. Paranoid State out of Holland doing the Red Zone. And finally, Day of the Dead by Ralph Carney and Chris Butler. Is, is this like a, after Halloween in Mexico? Well, um, I, somehow the title got switched. I was originally thinking of it as Remember You Die Day, Memento Mori Day, in um, early January. I think it's January 7th. Um, uh, it's it's a pretty dark, dark song. Uh, I'm, I guess I'm just... Uh, uh, Musing on my inability to um, come to grips with being mortal. Um, uh, ironic again, because as I said, Ralph passed away yeah. in September of 2017, and um, almost a year now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 um, uh, I can be dark, <laughs> but you know. Uh, yeah, some Shakespeare going. plays, going. but you leave one guy to tell the story, right? Not everybody dies. No, oh, I'm, I appreciate the opportunity to, to talk about Ralph and what a genius he was, and what a great guy he was, and and um, how creative he was. My God, um, and talented man. This guy can make a sound out of any instrument you put in front of Did him. Did you ever talk about how he got into it as a young guy? Yeah, yeah, he started. He started. Get this. He started playing bluegrass banjo. Okay. And so we started on banjo, and then like how old? Like a kid? Yeah, a kid. Right. And then he became good friends with Alan Myers. Now Alan Myers' his name you should know. That's that's the drummer for who became the drummer for Devo. Yeah, yeah, sure. And, and he um, became like Alan, an electrician or something. Yes, that's right. Right. That's <laughs> with the band. Yeah. But yeah, incredible yeah, yeah. guy um, and kind of. He reminded me of Jackie from Can. Oh, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. I see the similarity. Very kind of uh, accurate, very uh, hypnotic. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Ralph and Ralph and Alan became pals, and Alan turned him on to jazz, and Ralph immediately picked up a saxophone and um, never put it down, basically. Um, Ralph would say that the saxophones are, uh, reeds are his main instruments, but... Um, uh, from this record, you could tell he could play anything, plus all, all kinds of um, bizarre ethnic um, uh, instruments as well. He's used, he used a lot of ethnic instruments on this. Um, he had quite a collection of uh, a lot of um, Southeast Asian um, um, things you can kind of boing and plunk and blow into, and uh, he used as much of that as he could. Well, yeah, um, as I said, he was he was a virtuoso on just about anything. Yeah. Um, Quite a privilege to get to play with him. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And three years in Tin Huey, too. I mean... Right, right. So yeah, complete, yeah. I, I've been very fortunate. I played with incredible reed players. Uh, Mars Williams and the Waitresses. Um, 
uh, Terry Hines, Chrissy Hines' brother in the numbers band, Ralph Carney, Donnie Davis, um, um, from, uh, from New York. Uh, um, I, I, I've really been uh, lucky to be around such incredible reed players. I got to be uh, that 125 months I was telling you with uh, Brother Steve McKay. Yep. And he had that same Selma Mark VI uh, he used for Funhouse. Yes, oh, that's wow. right. Yeah, that's Selmer. That's right. He that's, was a uh, Grand Rapids guy originally. Holy Grail, right? Yeah. Selmer's Mark Sixes. Yeah, I think that's what John Coltrane. I believe so. Uh, he a huge inspiration for me. You know, I didn't know about him as a kid, but in fact, I thought he was an older punk rocker. I didn't know he was dead even <laughs> when Randy Pettibone played it for me. <laughs> I know. So, you know. I'm from Navy Housing and stuff. I didn't know, I didn't know about uh, John Fogarty's shirts either, you know. I thought it was just his rock and roll. <laughs> thought if I wore him, D. Boone would still like me because I couldn't figure the bass parts out for shit. Look, right, right at the end of the second hour, August 1st, 2018, this is your Pedro Show special guest, Chris Butler. Hold tight for hour three. August 1st, 2018, it's the third hour of the Watt Pedro Show. Happy World UFO Day. Every July 2nd, World UFO Day seeks to get governments to fess up to the existence of UFOs. Happy World UFO Day. Happy World UFO Day. Happy World UFO Day. Many people believe that the UFOs from outer space have already visited us. And a big government cover-up is hiding the facts from the public. The date for this special day was chosen because it is the date of the Roswell Incident. Historical event leading to the wide speculation and belief that aliens have indeed visited us. Organizers are downright serious about getting the overall public to believe that we indeed have been visited by aliens from outer space. They are seeking to get the U.S. and other governments to admit to what they believe is... 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 reality... Have we been visited by extraterrestrial beings? You make the call. You make the call. July 2nd, 1947 is the date well known. UFO believers. Is it everyone? On this date, Matt Brazel, a rancher in the northwest of Roswell, New Mexico, discovered wreckage of a metallic object on his ranch. The wreckage and the metal it was made of was strange. He contacted military authorities who investigated the site and removed the wreckage. The 
first military reports referenced a mysterious, unidentified flying object. These reports were later rescinded, leading to the war's speculation and claims of a massive government cover-up and the discovery of UFOs from outer space. It also sparked fear. Fear. And rumors of other incidents. That speculation is alive and well today. That speculation is alive and well today. That speculation is alive and well today. My sister saw a UFO. 1967 or so, down a road in Akron, Ohio, she saw it with a guy in his car, I think it was in the paper, I told my teacher at school,
Present in a community of beautiful diversity, we ask your protection and blessing on all who ride. Weekend warriors, professionals, homeless folks, students, children, echo warriors, outlaws, off-roaders, anarchists, messengers, and all the others who take to the streets, racetracks, parks, and mountains. Keep us safe as we ride. God of life. Hear our prayer. We now observe a moment of silence for all who have died while writing. God of life, hear our prayer. Now receive this blessing as we pray for you and your bike. May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be ever at your back. May all your journeying be joyous. And until we meet again, may God hold you and your bikes in the palm of his hand. Go in peace and safety. Amen. With the roar of those who are being saved by God, may you start your engines.
the Newtonags, you're going to be inherited mine when you're 16 anyway. Now look, the junk food and the candy just rots your teeth, gives you bad breath, and the girls run like hell. Stay the hell away from buying any rock TV shirts or hip-hop gear or anything like that. Arcade games, pick out one that you can do, okay? One that you can do as opposed to a whole bunch of them that you don't know what the hell you're doing. Techno music just puts a hole in your brain. Are you listening to me? Look at me when I'm talking to you. Huh?
is engineering. Engineering? This is girls. I'm sure you have a lot to discuss, so I'll just shut up and leave you be. Oh, girl, you should know that engineers are really good problem solvers. So if you have a problem, now's your chance to get it solved. Okay, have fun, kids. Thing. Engineers need degrees in engineering. Most engineers are civil engineers. Two hundred and seventy-eight thousand four hundred, to be exact. Okay, go to it. Introduce a girl to engineering. Introduce a girl to engineering. Ring. That in 1834, Ada Byron Lovelace, daughter of famous poet Lord Byron, heard of Charles Babbage's idea for a new calculating engine, the analytical engine. Ada suggested to Babbage a plan for calculating Bernoulli numbers with this new machine. This plan is now regarded as the first computer program. And in 1843, she published a paper that predicted the development of computer software, artificial intelligence, and computer music. Sorry, sorry. Engineering employment is expected to grow about as fast as the average for all occupations through 2018. Although outlook will vary by branch, engineers can work in design, development, testing, production, and maintenance. And the median salary for a computer hardware engineer 
is $98,820 a year. Introduce a girl to engineering. Introduce a girl to engineering. Ring, ring. Introduce a girl to engineering. Introduce a girl to engineering. Introduce a girl to engineering. Ring, ring. Introduce a girl to engineering. Introduce a girl to engineering. Well, for Pedro Show, we started off the third hour with World UFO Day. Chris Butler, what's, what's, what, what's behind that? Oh, that's uh, that's Ralph. Ralph had a <laughs> Ralph's um, uh, one of Ralph's passions was uh, bizarre uh, postings. Uh, he was a fan of um, shoot, what's that late night uh, radio show? Um, Art Bell. Coast to Coast. Art Bell, that's it, thank you. Um, yeah, he was a fan of Art Bell, and uh, he liked all things kind of outside. He was a, a, a fan of the outside, and um, uh, he would always post uh, proof of UFO films and um, um, sightings and uh, abductions, and uh, I, I think he just had to reach for the uh, 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 something that was real close to his uh, tastes to do a UFO day. So. <laughs> Then we had the Sold and Bones, some local SoCal contemporary, Billy from the Skulls singing. That, I'm right, you're wrong. Then a guy by Voices, there's some Ohio, Class Clown yep. spots a UFO, number one. Yeah, Bob Pollard, he puts out an album like every two months. I know. <laughs> I know. He just put out his 101st album. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. He, he they just played uh Guide of My Voices just played in Cleveland okay. about a month ago. I think they're from the west side by Cincinnati. Yeah, Dayton, I think. Dayton, yeah. Right. And then we had something uh by you and Ralph, uh Blessing of the Bikes Day. Yeah. <laughs> what some insight on there, Chris. Okay, uh uh when I was looking around for obscure holidays, uh, I thought this one was uh, just uh, uh, fantastic. Um, I, as I said earlier in this in this uh, uh, talk interview, um, I used to play for the biker clubs uh, in my high school band, and uh, we used to do a lot of funerals because a lot of these guys would rack themselves up on Interstate 271, uh, going too fast on their Harleys and. Their fork would split open and they'd lose their front wheel or something. Um, anyway, played a lot of funerals and there was always a, a you know a priest or a reverend there and they, uh, they 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 would they would they would compose a liturgy of, of uh, about motorcycling and you know blessed are those who uh, take to the highways on two wheels and um, I found I did a little digging and I found the complete liturgy for a blessing of the bikes day and it read like it read like gospel poetry right um uh, and so i uh i used it as i added some drones and um uh, a gregorian chant and uh found a, a sample day a, a congregation doing a call and response um and um uh i was able to come up with a 
uh, 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 a tune where I, I get to be the in the pulpit and read the um, liturgy of blessing of the bike. So, uh, and I bless myself because I got this old Triumph motorcycle that that loves to break down in the middle of uh, nowhere. And uh, I heard uh, the word on Triumphs or England bikes. Period. They like to leak. Yeah, they, they like to leak. Yeah, they mark their territory. <laughs> And we had some music from Australia. This was uh, Emil and the Sniffers with blowjobs, drunk mums with I got a motorbike, so fuck you. That's appropriate. Uh, Mod yeah. Vigil with Fallout Boy. And then finally, uh, you and Ralph doing Introduce a Girl to Engineering Day. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that one don't really need explaining. No. So let's, let's, let's listen to Bubble Wrap Day.
I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry that you and your family came all the way out here to bumfuck Long Island for this disastrous dinner party. I didn't know both of your kids would vomit all over the back seat of the car you rented. Rented because you lived in the city and so didn't have a car. And I'm really sorry that I served lobster. For most folks, lobster would have been a treat. Lobster was how we lured our other city friends out here. That and champagne, too. It's expensive bait, but that's what it took if we wanted company. We get them fresh off the boat, too. One of the few good things about living all the way out here. Anyway, I didn't know that Sabra... Wait, you think I know with a name like Sabra? And your hints about a renewed flirtation with orthodoxy. But dumb Goy didn't put two and two together. Instead, here you are, three hours late with... Puking kids and Long Island Expressway road rash staring at one and a half pounds of pink, succulent trafe. I'm really sorry. Well, at least maybe you could eat the risotto. But I'm in the kitchen wrestling with that, having never made risotto. And it's not going well. I had the correct type of rice, at least, but something was dreadfully wrong. The rice was still hard after 45 minutes of cooking and adding twice as much liquid as the recipe had called for. And we had no fallback. No Uncle Ben's or Carolina or Minute Rice. Do they even make Minute Rice anymore? What the hell is wrong with this rice? I had some pork chops in the freezer, but oh man. I'm really sorry. What the hell is wrong with this rice? I had no choice. I had to serve you something. So I glopped a spoonful on your plate, hoping for the best. You were kind enough to take a few polite bites, but then looked at your watch and said, Sorry, you had to go back to the city. Take it with you, I said. Did I blow it? You had been our band's manager, and when we imploded, I felt so ashamed how we'd let you down, how 
how we let the people who've gone to bat for us at the record label down. I'm sorry, even though you had a zillion other successful acts and even a zillion or dollars stashed away. Would you want to be my manager as a solo act? Did you think I had the goods? Or was I now Trafe? 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 I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Lobster. Lobster. What the hell was I thinking? Lobster.
A global revolution spreading far and wide There was love and joy, smiles and peace Mankind got it together for one brief shining moment at least
out there. Yeah. Cool. You, hey, you want to be on our record? Yeah. Great. Let's get these damn drums out of here. Now, I got one question for you. Were we right? We were right. Were we right about the earth being a precious thing? Were we right? We were right. Small is beautiful. Were we right? We were right. Equal rights for everyone. Were we right? We were right. Okay, take it. Make love, not war. Were we right? We were so right. <laughs> Remake, reuse, recycle. And were we right? We were right. Power to the people. Were we right? We were right. Music should be free. Oh, um, no, 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 sling their brand and he's saying it's ready-made poetry it is it is <laughs> so we had bubble wrap day and then dmf did body out of orange county here mold open mold omen from Baltimore with uh two all that glitters is mold then lobster day from <laughs> ralph carney and chris butler that's your uh channel in your boston days <laughs> this a little bit, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a true story of uh, uh, of um, inviting my manager out to my former manager out to uh, our house in Long Island, and where no one would come unless we 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 um, uh, we would lure them out with lobster and champagne, and and uh, it was a disastrous dinner party, disaster, it's just a disaster. Um, uh, I don't want to uh, do a spoiler about what the what the the song is about, um, but uh, 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 needless to say, uh, he he did not pick me up as a solo artist. Okay. <laughs> then we had Soto doing Playful Day, Oswald Dolby Silly Girl, and finally Ralph Carney and Chris Butler doing Hippie Day. Yeah. You mean there's a hippie holiday? There's a hippie holiday. Doggone. Doggone. Really? Now, yeah, yeah. And, and is some trade organization supports it? <laughs> no, I don't think so. It's just universally assumed that there's there's a there's a hippie day. I found it on um, uh, on one of those websites. Wait, you know, well, what the, day is Hippie Day? Um, I'm not sure. I think it's Earth Day. Same day as oh, Earth Day. Oh, okay, in April. Yeah, and near the end of April. Uh, <laughs> do you remember when you first started hearing the word hippie? Yeah, somebody yelled at me for long, having long hair in high school. Um, okay. uh, uh, Cleveland had a great bohemian scene and around um, University Circle and uh, coffee, you know, coffee shops and sure. rock clubs and college and girls in leotards and uh, you know, very beatnik kind of thing. And um, 
that it, that it was just at the transition period between beatniks and became hippies and and uh i think some some uh, uh uh some guy in a pickup truck yelled cut your hair you fucking hippie so <laughs> I, I i think that's that's when i first uh realized um there was a split in american culture uh, between thems with golden flowing locks and thems without yeah the, another great divide another great divide what about these days for you chris with music what's next um i i keep i keep writing i did a a cd called got it together um uh it's my sixth solo cd um i play bass with a bunch of friends um i play drums in a surf band we played in downtown akron this summer which was just wonderful um i got a bunch of new songs cooking uh i'm not going to go quietly mike yeah that's great and if people want to know about your music where they, can they find you on the internet chris sure um, i'm a facebook please friend me it's christopher butler uh, I've got a website called Future Fossil Music, all one word, futurefossilmusic.com. Uh, if you're interested in this um, uh, Songs for Unsung Holiday, please go to smogvale.com. Yeah, great label, Smogvale. Smogvale, great label. I, I'm on uh, three unknown instructors, about to have a fourth one that's getting mixed right now. That's where I got to record with uh, David oh. Thomas. Oh, very cool. Very yeah, cool. guy out of Toledo. Dan McGuire put that together where I got to play with Joe Biza and this time George Hurley and uh, Jay oh. Maskus. Oh. Yeah. So uh, Smogville, a lot of great releases. Uh, yeah, those people over there, they got a real uh, sense of the pa Cleveland's past or Northeast Ohio. It's, yeah. it's, it's really happening, you know. Uh, much yeah. respect. Uh, what about a young person coming up to you, Chris, and asking about advice about this field of expression? <laughs> well, I want to say racket, right? <laughs> um, boy. Uh, uh, Don't, not too many lobster days, right? Not too many lobster days. No. Um, well, you know, I, I think it's like any creative um, enterprise. Um you need to have a relatively thick skin. There's a lot of disappointment involved, but uh, hopefully one's passion will will rise above. And um, uh, if you keep getting uh, ideas and and you feel compelled to to bring them into into the world, um, you should do that. Um, it's probably the most punk thing you can do because uh, um, uh, it's a uh, it is not easy. Um, um, I, I, I would encourage uh, anybody who is creative in any field to to give it a give it a good go, and um, um, it won't be roses, but it won't suck either. <laughs> That's great. That that is wise words from a man who has lived. Thank you so much, and really, I, truly, uh, about being on the show too. It's a big honor for me. Oh, much, it's much great respect. to meet you, Mike. Okay, likewise. Please keep on keeping on and keep that keel in the water. People, it's been the August 1, 2018 edition of the Watt for Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry. <laughs>